Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. My websites, recoveryradiokmp3.com, sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm glad you're here with me. I don't know if today's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle, but here we are, you and me, and I am glad for that. So glad. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. I'll start by saying happy birthday. Or as they say on the East Coast, happy anniversary. To my friend Lucy. Who is, in my view, an AA badass. If uh, if I didn't want um, to look at myself, um, I wouldn't want to be around her. And um, yeah, I would avoid her. You know, as people, the healthier you are, the the less you want to avoid them. You know, when I first got sober. I really avoided people like like Lucy you know always saying things that were just straight to the point and you know just you can't be a victim sorry when I was still in a state of mind where I needed to be a victim or wanted to be a victim. She was just the worst person. She would have been the worst person, I should say, to be around. But fortunately, the whole time I've known her, I'm out of that zone. So I just love. She helps a lot of women. She's has a beautiful message that she lives. Anyways, happy birthday, Lucy. I love you very much. Quickly, my favorite Lucy story that I have is I was walking past her in a meeting one morning and somebody was saying, well, so-and-so is doing this. And I heard Lucy say, who cares? Which I thought was great. Anyways, 
I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here in front of me from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. That is not product placement. I'm just telling you. That's what I'm doing. I don't know what you're drinking. I don't know if you have a libation, celebratory beverage of some kind. But I have mine right here. It's piping hot. It is delicious. I uh, haven't decided what I wanted to talk about yet today. It was between a few different things. It was between relationships, 13-steppers, working in treatment, or making plans. What will I go with today? I think I will go with making plans because it's fresh on my mind. And my understanding of this that I have today is so central to the phenomenal experience I am having in Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't believe what is commonly believed. I don't believe the big book says what is commonly believed or what I hear so frequently, which is that I can't make plans. My plans never work out. My plans are bad. Um, I hear that and I've always heard that a lot. And my understanding of the big book is very different from that. And it is, again, you know, paramount fundamentally to why I'm having such a, an incredible experience at Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a significant um, set of beliefs that revolve around this, that affect everything that I do and how I do it. You know, the important distinction being that, according to the big book, to my understanding of the big book, you can disagree with this, but to me, it's very clear. And sometimes it's even in plain language that making plans is fine. We're supposed to, should. What we can't trust and have to do what we can to not do and ask God to help us not do is make plans with selfish motives. That, those are the plans that don't work out the way we want them to. Those are the plans that lead to disillusionment, pain, suffering, confusion. But according to the big book, it goes so far as to say on page 86, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin considering our plans, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. So I can make plans. Matter of fact, after that it says, under these conditions where my plans are not being made, with self-pity or dishonest or self-seeking motives, I can trust those plans completely. Their words, we can employ 
our mental faculties with assurance. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Use your brains. Our thought life, our thinking, will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. That's very different than I can't make plans, my plans fall apart, my plans are stupid, my plans are never going to work out. I shouldn't make them. That's very different. And at the core of that, there's much more, you know. If you believe that your thinking is just fucked up because you're an alcoholic, and you're thinking about everything is just deranged because you're an alcoholic, then what I'm saying right now, right out of the book, doesn't land quite the same way. But to me, it's very clear in the big book that... I'll read a couple other things. Let's go to the description of the real alcoholic. Page 21, first paragraph. What about the real alcoholic? Second paragraph. Here is the trouble who's been here is the fellow who's been puzzling you. They're still talking about the real alcoholic. Keep going down the page and a little more than halfway down that last paragraph, the real alcoholic is often perfectly sensible and well-balanced concerning everything except liquor. I mean, there's a lot more to get into. Um, outright mental defectives. We talk about that and read it carefully in its context, saying that's true to considerable extent with some of us they're not talking about somebody who's had a psychic change when they talk about restless irritable and discontent they're also not talking about somebody who has had a psychic change they're talking about us prior to having a psychic change and you know when it says the problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than his body talked about that on here. They're not talking about our character defects. If you read that carefully, they're talking about the fact that the physical allergy is not the main part of the problem. It is the insanity of the first drink, the thought of, you know what, I'm going to drink. But this is all relevant to um, the clear understanding of what I'm reading now about plans. Because again, if I think I'm an outright mental defective and that I'm just crazy always, and I'm just always going to be nuts and I can't trust myself and I can't trust my thinking, I'm kind of locked into having a certain type of experience. And I had that experience for the first couple of years I was sober and I was pretty miserable and I was not going to stay sober that way. And I've talked about it on here quite a bit. When I was a, about two and a half years sober, I fell into this really comprehensive study that took a long time to go through. Big group of people went through the book by subject instead of by chapter or by step, and it was mind-blowing, the message. 
reading all these things in context about being mental defectives and being restless, irritable and alcoholic thinking and what are they talking about and what's insanity and and it was fascinating and if you want to get into that further um, email me sarcasticbigbook at gmail I always love when people write to me I always do my best to um, explain where I'm coming from what what I what I believe and why I believe it and based on my own experience if you're interested in any of that I also have a little section of shows on here where I did go through the whole book in a very abbreviated way um, you know that was congruent with that study that I went through but anyways um, back to page 86 I'll just read this and I don't know how much this is open to any kind of interpretation it's just pretty straightforward Before I read it, I'll just say, I'll read it, I'll read a fake version of it, and I'll say, what if it said, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead, we don't make plans for the day because our, our brains are broken, so we just show up, don't trust your brain, don't make plans, have somebody else make your plans. If it said that, that'd be one thing, but it doesn't say that, this is what it says. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin considering our plans for the day, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. End of the top paragraph on 87. Last sentence. We find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. That's not an interpretation of mine. What I just read is, consider your plans, ask God to help you make those plans, especially asking that you not be coming from self-pity. Don't make plans that are based in self-pity. Don't make plans that are self-seeking. And don't make plans that are dishonest. And if you're making plans that are not self-seeking, and if you're making plans that are not dishonest, and you're making plans that your thinking is not centered in self-pity, you can trust those plans. So much so that it says your thinking will your thinking will as time passes be more on the more, more and more on the plane of inspiration. That's very different than I'm an idiot, I can't make plans. And I mean I've talked about it on here, but I just I don't when I recognize one of my when I recognize that my thinking is self-seeking, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't debate whether or not it can be trusted. I do not trust it anymore. When I can see that I'm coming from self-pity, I don't trust it. The big book says those are wrong motives. And I've learned from my life experience 
that making plans based on self will eventually put me in a position to be hurt. Period. But I've also learned that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off. That a new power does flow in when you do certain things. And you can, after a while, trust your own thinking. For some reason, you know, every once in a while there's like a phrase that, or something, there's a topic that kind of swirls around your community for a while and then it goes away. Kind of trending, kind of like, I don't know, pesto or sun-dried tomatoes. You know, there's something that just comes and goes, you know, have an arrow. I guess I'm hungry. Um, lately, where I am, the the thing has been, don't make solitary self-appraisal. You can't. There's no self solitary self-appraisal is insufficient. But if you read that in its context, read the whole thing, they are talking about step five. They're talking about specifically whether or not you should keep step four to yourself. That's what they're talking about. And that I'm bringing this up because these are all things that I have come to adopt as my own beliefs about what the big book's message is that are so central to my becoming comfortable making plans and trusting those plans and trusting God. That God did give me brains to use. So, in summary, I'm going to make plans today and ask that God direct my thinking, especially asking that my thinking be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Are you making plans today that are self-seeking? You know, self-seeking. Let's say I go, I'm going somewhere to an event. Self-seeking would be, what am I going to get out of it? What am I getting out of this? What is in this for me? That would be a self-seeking motive. And everybody knows what dishonest and self-pity are. Anyways, maybe you were the one who needed to hear this today. I don't know. But, I don't know. I don't know. Just one ding-ding ringing his bell. I don't know. I'm not a spokesman for anything. I'm not some kind of a anything. Just one. Very, very blessed alcoholic. Who's loving the shit out of life. I want to say... To anyone who needs to hear it, that everything's okay. Some people write to me, who are these Canadians? Say hello to the Canadians. (laughs) These mysterious Canadians. 
um, you have a big modeling thing today. Big modeling thing. You ever go to like a fancy restaurant and there's like those fancy magazines for like fancy communities outside in a fancy little magazine stand? They're free. They're just a bunch of ads for real estate. I'm going to do a photo shoot for one of those. It's called Elite Life. And um, I'm going to be laying on a on a Davenport. Um, <laughs> so dumb. I know it's dumb. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm in on the joke that is me. <laughs> I know it's stupid. It is so stupid. Actually, it's not that stupid. It's kind of funny. All right. Go make your plans. I hope you have an amazing day. Write to me, sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Go to recoveryradiokmp3.com, this website my wife has put together. I saw one of the KMP3 sweatshirts in person for the first time, and it, they are so rad. My wife is aiming to build a nonprofit with all this stuff and for the recovery community. And so every time you get a mug or a sweatshirt or something, it's if you know her, you know how rad she is, and it's going to a good cause. Anyways, um, yeah. And, you know, if you want to give the gift of sarcasm this year, want any of the books go to sarcasticbigbook.com more sarcastic meditations what's more sarcastic meditations to say today let's just check it out shall we more sarcastic daily meditations let's see today's date is the 12th 12 12 21 lots of ones and twos here we go Just remember that we're promised tons of tomorrows, so don't be hasty about expressing love. And then we have sarcastic daily meditations and first two columns of four step, and of course the sarcastic big. And big news coming soon. Should tell you about. It. Anyways, I gotta go. My agents here. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know why my life was saved, but I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.